You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. a fantasy football podcast brought to you by faketeams.com. I am the humble host that comes to your eardrums twice a week. Pete Rogers joined, as always, by Clark Barnes and sadly still no John. Uh, Clark, quickly, how are you? And then we'll, we'll quickly do a little uh, podcast life update. Howdy, Pete. Doing great. Good. That's so nice. It's so nice. nice to hear. You know, things are good, man. <laughs> Can't complain. Um, yeah, so a little quick podcast update. Uh, John, for those who have been listening, he's been feeling sick for the last two episodes. Um, and he also is just a adult and has far more important things on his plate, uh, responsibilities-wise, than either, well, certainly myself uh, and to a small extent, Clark. Is, is hey man, I've got a cat a to sort of take care of. You know, like I've got things going on over here. They okay? are they are they are well known as the most difficult animal to take care of. That's true. That's true. Um, so anyway, so at least for this foreseeable future, it'll just be Clark and myself coming at you, uh, hosting the podcast. We're sad to see John go, but we completely understand that. Uh, I mean, he's got a family and he is starting his own law firm. I mean, he's he's got real adult things on his plate uh, and and dedicating the time to do this podcast was the thing that could be that could be pushed. aside. Yeah, and hopefully we, he'll we, be able to make some guest appearances, but the show must go on. Of course, of course. And John, we loved everything you did for the podcast. He actually peeling back the uh, curtain that covers the piano. He was the one who pushed for the podcast. He really wanted to create one this year. So sad to see him go. But. We love everything that he's done for it. And of course, like Clark said, we will make sure to have him on the podcast anytime that he is available. Um, but for now, you guys are stuck with us. So get hyped. I'm stoked. You, I mean, you're just you're just just stoked. I am bursting at the seams. And I am tasting a delightful beverage. Wonderful. What are you drinking tonight, Pete? Uh, I am drinking what I forget what it's called now. It's a it's a a pale ale. Is it a prosecco? Oh, okay, okay. Pale <laughs> oh, no. no, no, no. Prosecco is for the weekend. We're almost there. Quick news before we get into uh, dad jokes and uh, and our podcast. I guess I should give a quick summary of what we're doing. We're going to be talking dad jokes as always, as every Thursday podcast starts off with, uh, and then we're going to give you some bold predictions. Uh, whatever you want to use as your halfway point for the season. By that, by now we've passed it. As soon as you hit double digit weeks, you you've passed halfway point in the season. So we're going to give some bold predictions for the second half of the season, uh, and then of course we'll be doing starts and sits and a little Thursday night preview because we've been underselling the the Thursday night games as of late. And I feel like uh, I don't think things are necessarily going to get better, but we should at least pretend like uh, these are actual football games as opposed to things that you can completely avoid. 
Yeah, on the bold predictions, I look back at my beginning of the season bold predictions, and I'm hoping to uh, pick up my first win of the season in the second half bold prediction segment here. It's yeah, it's uh, I looked at my bold pr- predictions, the highlight being that Jay Cutler doesn't suck. Well, uh, other than one game in which he didn't suck. Guess what, guys? Shocker still sucks. Uh, before we get into all that, though, quick news, because we do occasionally do breaking news on the podcast. Uh, Martellus Bennett got released by the Green Bay Packers. So that happened, which is not that he brought you a lot of fantasy value this year, but just it happened just in time for him to sign with the Patriots. And suddenly he's going to discover all of the uh, talent that he had last year. Man, swing and miss on that one. I thought Bennett going to the Packers was going to be fantastic. Uh, Yeah. So I hope he lands somewhere. I like the Bennett's being in the league. I do, too. I completely agree. Um, And yeah, I thought he was going to I thought he was going to immediately come in and, and be a big impact to that Packers offense. But for whatever reason, he just did not seem to be able to click with Rodgers and and McCarthy's system. Who knows what it is? Um, the Packers do need to. And my fiance has been livid about this for the last like eh, two to three years. The Packers do need to figure out their tight end situation. They have they've tried this for like the past three or four years now, bringing in some sort of veteran uh player at the position and and it's always seems to fall back to richard rogers which richard rogers had probably one of the greatest catches in the last five years however um not exactly the uh talented tight end that you want to be falling back on he's fine but the tight end position has been a little disappointing in general here lately we've got a few studs and then it's just a bunch of guys you know no that's super fair uh apt and astute those are things that I would describe what you just said. Oh, thanks, Pete. <laughs> uh, so let's let's get you let's uh, let's get to the injury report, or as I like to call it, your dad reads the injury report because I know that this is a part of the show that everyone looks forward to. So cue the music. Let's do this. Julio Jones, his knee. It's likely to play Sunday. Was that a Mr. Jones homage? Oh, you're damn right it was. Oh, wow. Yeah. Deep I'm cut. Just, Counting I'm crows. I'm glad that you ate were you called it because I didn't want to, like, you know, explain my own joke. And double checked, nailed the band reference. It is Counting <laughs> Crows. We're off to a smashing start. We're here. off to a great start. Right. Cover Charles' knee in clay and spit. He's playing Sunday. Jameis on the injury report down in D.C. Crowder hampered by hamstring injury. We'll have to watch practice reports for the rest of the week to see if he'll be a go on Sunday. I call him Des Brycant because he can't do two things. Stay healthy and make a catch. DeMarco Worry down in Tennessee. (laughs) Former NFL rushing champion is battling a knee injury. He was a full go and practiced Wednesday, so you can mark him down to play this weekend. Oh, these are yeah. amazing. God, I feel bad. I had to have a couple beers before I like got into these. I just couldn't. I'm so stuff. glad. I'm so glad that we've made this that we've made this a two person segment. It's uh, dueling dad jokes. Uh, okay. Zach's hamstring hurts. That's all the information I have. I mean, that was low hanging fruit, but okay. I mean, that was, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. If I'm, if I'm picking from the dad fruit bin here, that's, uh, that's the easiest one. 
It's going to be a tough Sunday for Russell Wilson and Sierra, as his Paul Richardson is still broken. Cincinnati offensive lineman Jake Fisher is done for the year, so the Bengals are angling for a replacement. Eric Winston, journeyman offensive lineman, signed to replace him. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Just worked on so many levels. I was pretty proud of that. Got a fishing joke in there. I feel like that's topical, right? Kids love fishing. uh, It's just all, it's all perfect. It's all so good. Smooth sailing from here. All right. (laughs) Let's do it. Bold predictions for the second half of the season. We've already had seen some pretty ridiculous things uh, occur this season, including uh, my favorite, the return of Todd Gurley, though it pains me to say this simply because he could have had ample opportunity to be on any one of my uh, lineups, but I actively avoided him, and now I'm regretting it. But that is not the point of this. We are going to start predicting what we think could happen in the future of this season. Clark, give us your first bold prediction. All right, bold prediction number one. We're going to the running back position. Despite missing a game because he was reportedly a bit of a knucklehead, rookie running back Leonard Fournette climbs from number six in rushing yards after nine weeks to lead the NFL in rushing. Uh, It's a bit of narrow of the street here, but Fournette comes back pissed that he missed the game, already playing with a bit of chip on his shoulder. Uh, He got called out. He's not going to like it. Comes back motivated crushes it on a team that wants nothing more than to give him the ball 35 times a game. The Jaguars go on to win a weak AFC South after defeating the Titans in week 17, only to lose to those same Titans in the wild card round. That'd be crushing. I love it. I completely agree with this. That would be a, 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 such a, such a horrible way for the Jaguars season to end. Jaguars fans know if anything good happens, it will be followed by just crushing heartbreak. Pure and utter depletion. Oh, Lordy. But I completely, I I buy into that 100%. I could totally see Leonard Fournette coming into the second half of the season, pissed off and ready to go and just taking the NFL rushing title by storm. He's already looked great. So if he can just keep at it and have some other folks kind of fall back to earth, I think that's a, I think it's reasonable. Which is entirely possible. And actually, I will tie this right in. I will skip. I'll save my first prediction for second. And I'll give my second prediction now because it ties in perfectly into this. Uh, it is also regarding the running back position. And that is Alvin Kamara, from this point onwards, will score more total fantasy points than Kareem Hunt. Wow. Now, this uh, I got a lot here. So get ready. I've got what we call in the business stats. If you look at it, I know Kareem Hunt started off with like as hot as you possibly could. Um, But over his last four games, he's cooled down a lot. He's averaging only now 3.2 yards per carry and only 48 yards on the ground per game. And the most damning is that he hasn't scored a touchdown both on the ground or receiving in four weeks. Uh, I think defenses are starting to, I don't know. I don't like the term figure him out, but Clearly, there's been, they've been able to slow him down and slow his production down, and he's not been as explosive as he was to start the season. Yeah, it hasn't made a lot of sense. The Chiefs started off hot and have kind of hit a midseason rut. They're a team that I don't think anybody would be surprised if they hit their stride again because I'm a, I have faith in Andy Reid. I think he's a good coach. I think he's at least a very good play caller. Uh, so the NFL season is a season of many seasons. They came out like a house on fire. They've kind of cooled off. They that may they may ride that wave down to the bottom of their division, or they could bounce back, and this could be a pretty heated 
gamble here with a really hot Alvin Kamara on a Saints team that is also now playing like a house on fire. So yeah, be interesting. Kamara's been lights out for the last four games. He's averaging 50 yards in the ground and almost 50 yards through the air per game. And I know that I was all like, oh, Kareem Hunt has only been averaging 48 yards per game. And our savvy listeners, I'm sure, will be like, but Pete, there's only a two-yard difference there. Why do you care? Well, first of all, chill. Second of all, it's because Kareem Hunt is your starting back for the Chiefs. If he's only averaging 48 yards per game, that's not great. Alvin Kamara is the more or less, the I mean, he's the backup to, to Mark Ingram, and he's averaging 50 yards per game on the ground and through the air, which gives you 100 yards total if you do basic math. So I'm taking that. He's really tearing it up in PPR also, which helps you exactly. in those leagues. And he's scored at least one touchdown in the last two games. Uh, final thing I'll say on Kareem Hunt, on the Kareem Hunt point, uh, that the last eight games that the Chiefs play – Four of those teams are in the top 15 run defenses per uh, our own Patty Cooper's R-O-R-D-S. So obviously Hunt is about to face a little little bit tougher competition. um, And Alvin Kamara, like we've both said, has just been lights out, gung-ho, ready to go. I'm with you. So we got uh, number two for me. We're going to go to the quarterback position. Uh, Raiders quarterback Derek Carr and the Raiders come alive in the second half of the season. In large part due to Amari Cooper getting back on track silencing his doubters the rushing game sees an uptick because of the great receiving and the wonderful passing attack that we've seen the Raiders put together before uh, the Raiders sneak into the playoffs as a wild card and make it to the AFC championship game only to lose to the offensively unstoppable New England Patriots led by Tom Brady Gronk and of course Deion Lewis I love it because we always always got to mention Deion Lewis on the podcast I you know he's like the other Danny Woodhead for me it's true. Um, it's like the uh, the other Bolivian girl. Is that what the movie is? Maybe I'm thinking of something else. I don't get out much. I think it's Bolivian. No, I don't uh, know what you're talking about. It's with Eric Bana and Scarlett Johansson and Natalie Portman, I believe. I thought well, it was the other Bolivian girl. Well, now I'm intrigued. Yeah, yeah. So, huh. um, but yeah, so that's Clark. Clark's film is the other Danny Woodhead girl i guess and it's Dion lewis anyways it was a good it was a good point when i started and then i just kind of fell off the rails uh but i agree with i can i can see that i'm not ah i can see Derek carr getting back on track i am still i know i've been preaching this to many people throughout the season that you stay patient with amari cooper and amari cooper is a good enough receiver that at some point everything's going to click and he's going to help you in the fantasy playoffs I am becoming very unsure about that. He's only been great for one game this season and immediately following that just fell right back to his usual routine of like two catches for 15 yards. Yes. Understandable. Uh, If if you go trended on what we've seen for the first half of the season, you're absolutely right. I think, Players go through slumps, and I think Amari Cooper is just an amazing talent. I think Derek Carr's had some problems with injuries early this year, kind of hopefully for Raiders fans, the opposite of what we saw last year, tore it up during the regular season only to break his leg right before the Raiders succumb to the Texans. The Texans always finding a way to get that first-round win over Cincinnati or a uh, quarterbackless Raiders team last year. I think we see the opposite this year. I think the Raiders heat up at the right time and give us some really interesting football down the stretch. Yeah, I can get behind it. Uh, my second bold prediction is also 
quarterback related. We're in a really in sync right here. This is what's called good podcast hosting is when you have the two members of the podcast so in sync that basically we finish each other's sandwiches. Perfect. Uh, my bo- second bold prediction, Jared Goff. And I, I am, I understand I might be spitting some super hot fire here and, and putting myself standing on a ledge that a strong gust could push me over. Jared Goff finishes this season as a top five fantasy quarterback. Now, let me defend myself before you get your pitchforks and come storming my castle. Here's the top five right now. We have Carson Wentz, Alex Smith, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson. Now, clearly Deshaun Watson is going to fall out of the top five. Pour some out. And I also just think that Alex Smith, this is years and years of bias. I know playing into it. I just don't know if he can keep this up. So I kind of feel like he's going to slip down the rankings a little bit too. Um, of the Rams' last eight games, five teams are in the bottom uh, of fantasy points given up to opposing offenses, and three are in the bottom in terms of pass defense per roped index. So Goff is going to be facing some pretty easy defenses, con- including Houston this week. Uh, in the last week of the season, they're playing the 49ers. Uh, I believe he's also playing the Cardinals, who are also weak in the pass defense. Uh, so I all, and more so, Sean McVay's offense has been firing at all cylinders uh, through these last few weeks, or, and most of the season. But especially, excuse me, especially these last few weeks, and I think it's just going to keep doing that. I think we saw against the Giants what this Rams defense can do at full force against uh, a very incapable defense. Uh, and I think that we're going to continue to see that and they're going to continue to build upon that performance and that, uh, and that Jared Goff ultimately is uh, going to get you all the fantasy points. If only your quarterback could play against the Giants every week. I know. Yeah. So Jared Goff does look good. I think five's a little aggressive. You mentioned a few of the guys up top that are probably going to fall back. Uh, but there's also a few guys ahead of him already that I think are going to continue to rise. We've got Drew Brees at number 11 from FF Today, which is where I'm looking at. Uh, we got Tom Brady at seven coming off of a bye. Uh, Cam is starting to run again. You know, not a great passer, but certainly can use his legs. So I don't know. Goff is 12. It's not the most outlandish thing ever, but it's going to take some doing. Pete, if he does it, when you come to Austin, I'll buy right. you a pizza. A via three one three will go out on East Sixth. I like it. Uh, I also am pretty sure I still owe you. Was it a, uh, a beer or a Red Robin? No, Red Rocket. No, Red Lobster. There it is. <laughs> Please don't try to give me a Red Rocket. I think we said Red Lobster. Um, so we have we have dinner covered. If Perfect. I ever venture to to the uh, Boston area, Boston probably not going to happen. No. But if you ever come down to to Texas. Awesome. Then, yeah. then I got to, um, yeah, I didn't want to do top 10 because like you said, Goff is currently that's at weak. 12. Right. And I that's, like, and I that's like not, and that's not exciting. Um, so maybe, maybe, and I hate to use this word on this podcast because not only are we a podcast about football, we're also a podcast made in America, uh, but we could compromise and, and maybe say he's a top seven fantasy quarterback. Right. Cool. So that's is seven a measurement. Is that is that how much a stone weighs? Is a stone seven pounds? I've never really figure out how much a stone is. 13, 13, 14 30, pounds. 14 pounds. All right. Gallery. So it's like yeah. half a stone. So Jared Goff will finish half a stone is in fantasy quarterbacking. 
Nailed it. All right. Cool. I like it. So speaking of top quarterbacks, number three for me is uh, the Seattle Seahawks led by MVP Russell Wilson. Whoa! That's not even the bold prediction. Rally to sneak past the Los Angeles Rams to win the NFC West. Seattle has a revitalized running game thanks in no small part to undrafted free agent running back Beshumel Thompson, who... While only playing the last five games of the season, ends up with 1,000 scrimmage yards and seven touchdowns. What? Seattle goes on. Yeah. Seattle, Bechamel Thompson. I know no one's heard of him because I just made him up. Seattle <laughs> goes on to defeat the seemingly unstoppable New Orleans Saints in the Superdome, only to lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers in Super Bowl 52. This is that. That is a bold Bold prediction on so many levels, the least of which is the fact that they are currently are starting a made-up player at running back. The more so is that is that they are uh, cruising their way all the way to a Super Bowl and then losing to the Steelers. There's a lot of people out there. I'm sure someone's named that that can run real fast. So it's fair. Come on. That's fair. Uh, I I mean I I can't complain with that. I feel like that's a that's a bold prediction. That if it works, I will buy you a house. Okay, that's fair. Uh, to, to walk this back a little bit, having fun. Seattle always seems to just find what they need in the running back department, and I don't think that Eddie Lacy, Thomas Rawls, as much as it pains me, or CJ Procise are that person. Uh, so they've had people come out of nowhere. I know it's late in the season, but you know, no one thought Tim Hightower was going to be anything week that's 12 true. last year either. Uh, so I think they're going to be able to find it. I think with Russell Wilson heating up, have to play two safeties deep and when your corners have to respect these little quick guys they have plus the good route runner in baldwin i think that opens up everything uh it's i think someone's gonna end up putting up good rushing yards for the seahawks i mean good luck if you have a room for speculative ads on your bench just pick up whoever's on the practice squad if you can do that in your league uh they're gonna figure it out and i think they looked really dangerous against i know it was washington but I think that for the past couple of weeks, they've looked really good. And I think they're going to sneak in the playoffs. And I don't think anybody wants to take the Seahawks on in the playoffs. Yeah, no, especially if if Dwayne Brown can come in and really sure up that. I mean, sure up that offensive line as much as one player can. Uh, then I agree with you. Russell Wilson has shown flashes of his earlier like MVP fantasy quarterback extraordinaire uh but anyways but yes no i agree with you i think that the, the seahawks and they always do this they always do this like it's it's a narrative every single year the seahawks get off to like a four and six start or or a four and four start and everyone's like oh are the seahawks done and they put it together in the, in the later half of the season and next thing you know they're playing for you know the super bowl yeah and the steelers pick is i just think uh they stay healthy and I think who wants to play the Steelers with all of those fast linebackers that they have, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell getting 50 touches a game. Uh, that's going to be, that's going to be pretty tough. Uh, so I have both the, uh, so I, what do I have here? I've got the Patriots winning the AFC championship game and the Steelers going to the Super Bowl. So don't talk to me about what can and can't There's, happen. This is the, the boldest prediction yet is that not only will the P- that the yeah. Steelers will lose the AFC championship game and then somehow make it into the Super Bowl. That being said, I mean, even as a Patriots fan, I can admit this. If if there's one more, like, quote, unquote, scandal surrounding New England, surrounding Foxborough, surrounding the hoodie and Brady, I mean, how many more things do you think the NFL would tolerate before they're just like, and you're done? 
we might see a first runner up scenario. Like, yeah, you lost yeah. the game, but Miss America can no longer perform her du- duties. So Miss North Carolina, you're in there. <laughs> you're in there. Get in there in the starting lineup. Uh, all right. My final bold prediction is uh, not for the rest of the season. It's for this weekend. Um, Gronk and the Patriots are about to take on the Denver Broncos. And as we all know, because I've discussed it many times on this podcast, the Denver Broncos, guess what they can't cover? Tight ends. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I figured I would give you the else. answer just to make sure that we didn't you know, stumble on anything. Um, so my bold prediction is that Gronk goes for 120 yards and two touchdowns Sunday. Uh, Brady loves Gronk. The Broncos can't cover tight ends. I don't think I need to say any more about it. Yeah, I hope so. I have Gronk everywhere. It was rough last week. Uh, last week was one of those great weeks in fantasy for me. I know everyone wants to hear about my team, so I'm going to talk about it. I mean, this is the uh, RB1 podcast. Right. I, uh, I, I play in a lot of leagues where you play two matchups. And last week, I scored the fourth fewest points and won both of my games. Good Lord. I'm doing something right. I just got to keep uh, keep giving the dollars to the hobos at the uh, traffic light. And I think right. I'm going to keep winning. There you go. I mean, they've clearly have got uh, their fingers deep into the into the NFL football pies. Wow, the innuendo flying from Pete tonight. I love it. It's just uh, off the wall. It's what happens when I have a nice pale ale in my system. I love a nice prosecco and some bruschetta. A nice prosecco, you know, just finishing it and just eating on my bruschetta. Uh, so I've got do a, you have any I've, more bold? I've got, a you got one ahead. more bold prediction. Well, not a bold prediction, but since we're talking about next week, I'll go ahead and segue into that. Um, uh, so perfect. last week I mentioned I was really worried about Doug Martin, just kind of offhand. I don't know why I just felt like it was just going to be a bad week, which again, killer analysis. I know you're all welcome. Uh, (laughs) But this week, I think Doug Martin bounces back. You know, we're going to have Jameis Winston out. Uh, The Buccaneers are going to be hosting the Jets after uh, nothing less than a scrum in which Mike Evans has been ejected. I think last year when the coaching staff got tired of Jameis Winston throwing, you know, two touchdowns and three interceptions each game. They just started pounding the ball on the ground. I think we see a repeat of what we saw last year. I think the bucks rushed the ball 40 times and Doug Martin gets about 28 of them. He's going to have a big game this week. Uh, The jets are going to find a way to lose after they've just given their fans hope beating the bills who are, I think are a much better team. Uh, So I'm, I'm feeling good about Doug Martin and his matchup this week. So cue him up in DFS. And obviously if you have him, you're starting him in fantasy. Nice. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I think that makes a lot of sense, especially since they, uh, well, well, I think it makes a lot of sense in a practical, in a practical world that we live in. However, in the non-practical world that we live in, in which Dirk Cotter, is that their head coach? Uh, yes. <laughs> Decides. That's he, why I said the coaching staff. I'm right. going to peel back the onion a little bit. I'm like, so uh, don't know his name. Use a pronoun. The coaching staff. <laughs> Insert pronoun. Um, so if the, if the coaching staff wants to uh, really drum up this Ryan Fitzpatrick revenge game, they could have Fitzy just throw for 50, t- 50 times and just live, live on die on his arm, which I would be a hundred percent for. Well, I mean, I said last week in the next two games that Fitzpatrick is slated to play, he's going to have three touchdowns and six interceptions. One of those games is going to be three touchdowns and no picks. And so, it's going to be against the jets. You know it. I hope so. I like Fitzpatrick, man. That uh, running around, beard, knows what Having he's talking said, about. Quickly yeah. on that beard, have you seen pictures? He's shaved. 
wait. Well, he's dead to me then. He's yeah. awful. It's awful. I, I think there should be a law against Fitzpatrick ever shaving. And I hope, I hope that you have accepted a similar law with your beard. This is permanent. Good. I shaved it one time, and my mom, who reportedly hated my beard before, thought it was very strange. So she's pro-beard now, Perfect. and this it's is permanent. just a permanent fixture on the face. I know it's a, a big popular thing to have a beard now, but I'm going to take. I'm gonna ride this one to the grave. Perfect. So. Good. Good man. Um, my start and sit for the week, since we are on that, um, uh, Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones and the Lions are taking the playing the Browns, who suck. Uh, they do have a good, they have a good run defense, but luckily the lions don't run the football. Um, pour some out from Amir Abdullah's career. Yeah. Super stoked that I drafted him everywhere. Yeah. God. I mean, you would think that like at some point it just all has to happen for him. I really think that he's going to be, he's either going to just not have a productive NFL career or at some point in the next year or so, he's going to get traded or signed to another team and just like, we're going to finally see the potential and and the talent that he has on full display. Yeah. He's about due for another contract. Uh, he's one of those guys that you see languish with the team who drafted right. him and you just don't get it. And so it's either I've made a horrible call evaluating this talent, which happens uh, all happens. the time or yeah, no, it turns out that uh, Jim Bob Cooter was the, was the problem. Ah, Jim Bob Coots. Anyways. Uh, but Marvin Jones has been playing on lights out. And I love that phrase been playing on fire a man possessed uh, the last three games he's averaging over 100 yards and a touchdown every game in the air so <laughs> i like those numbers going because the cleveland browns who can't cover the pass if you've got him you start him so speaking of which we post our staff picks on faketeams.com each week and i'm looking at some of the early picks i think they lock thursday night or something like that the great heath caps is in charge of this i am the only person so far that has picked cleveland to win this game and again killer analysis because they're due and it's detroit <laughs> i do love that i'm seriously considering I, i'm not going to change my pick on that one but i'm seriously considering changing my pick i currently have the giants beating the niners but i'm also kind of like Ah, the Giants suck, the Niners suck, and the Niners might just be due for a victory. Um, and they're home, so I might be changing yeah, my a, pick. Yeah, a fun one Niners. to talk about, I think, for fantasy exclusively. I don't think it's going to be very fun to watch this game. But what do you think about Marquise Goodwin going up against this soft Giants defense? And do we see the unveiling of the great Garoppolo this weekend? Oh, my goodness. If we did, I would – I. Let's just say my pants would be very taut. Emergency podcast. If I look up in the sky and see a beard silhouetted up against the moon, I have to hop on Google Hangouts you just know, to talk about you it. Know, you know we got to get on the Google Hangouts and we got to just talk for 30 minutes about how amazing Jimmy Garoppolo is and how good he looks and how when he just smiles at you, your whole body and face and heart just melt. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think you start everyone that you consider starting in this game. And oh, I think 100%. there's going to be 20, 30 points on each side. And I think it... Uh, People that know a whole lot about football will not enjoy watching this game, so I'll probably love it. It'll be. Oh yeah, I think this is going to be. I think. I think what you said before is perfect. This is going to be an excellent fantasy football game. I have Orleans Darkwa on my roster. I'm expecting him to at least go for 100 yards and a touchdown. Dark was a go. Hides a go. I think even Marquise Goodwin. I'm desperate in a couple of leagues. I picked him up. He's a go. go. Um, I mean, Sterling Shepard's obviously go. Yeah, Evan one Ingram's person who I say won't 
I was going to say Evan Ingram, I would say he's not a go. The 49ers have been super stingy against tight ends. I know that's it's I know it's very difficult to like to like bench Ingram considering he's basically he and Sterling Shepherds are the only people in the passing attack, but the 49ers have consistently been one of the best, if not the best, defense at limiting opposing tight ends. So just something to keep in mind. Keep in mind. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. I've brought it up several times. The tight end landscape is rough. So I, I doubt you, I mean, well, I don't know. You could have Kelsey and Ingram. And if you do, you know, like trade one of them, but (laughs) yeah. Why are you holding on to both? Right. I I don't know. We'll see. That'll be interesting. I did not know that about the 49ers. I was just banking on Evan Ingram has been really performing in each game. So interesting wrinkle. We'll have to uh, call back to that on Monday's recap. And I will say that Evan Ingram and then we'll move on to our Thursday night preview because I know everyone came to this podcast to listen to us talk at length about Evan Ingram and how he's being used in the New York Giants offense. Um, I will say that he is being used similar to the Jimmy Graham role where he's like a hybrid tight end where he's kind of tight end but not really a tight end. Um, and so they're using him to like out in the slot and like really trying to get matchups and have him and work on those, you know, uh, have success based on his matchup. Uh, so it's something that he's not a traditional tight end, and that maybe pushes uh, pushes the 49ers defense a little bit. But who knows? Who knows? I'm just looking he at puts, the, he puts number. pineapple on his pizza. You know, he's as hey, untraditional. Hey, as don't say anything negative about pineapple pizza. Pineapple I'm pizza. A fan. Pizza I'm a fan of pineapple pizza. Like not all of the time, but it's nice. Like I don't who, understand. Who are these haters who care what I put on my pizza? This is America. Of all of the things, of all the things to like the hill to live and die on, I don't comprehend. I don't comprehend how pineapple pizza became this thing that like divided the nation. Yeah, and and while we're at stupid Twitter food takes, the hot dog sandwich thing, like who cares? What 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 do you got going on in your life? That's the thing. I mean, <laughs> you need to debate I, for hours as to whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich. Okay, yeah, we can move on to Thursday night. No, but, that is, got but, is, but seriously, but Clark, stop. Is a hot dog a sandwich right now? A hot dog is a hot dog, man. If you want to call it a sandwich and that helps you get through your day, great. It's a good answer. Good answer. I was going to berate you, but then I was like, you know what? A hot dog is a hot dog. You can't describe it any other way. Like you wouldn't call a hamburger a sandwich. You'd be like a hamburger is a hamburger. The hell you want me to call it? That's my live and let live answer on the whole hot dog debate. I like it. Uh, Let's finally wrap this sucker up with a little Thursday night preview. Uh, Also – and again, uh, I'm, uh, I'm just warning everyone who's listening in that uh, these kind of random tangents that you are currently listening to, uh, this is what happens when we don't have John on the podcast. So get used to them. Meh. Thursday night preview. Seahawks versus the Cardinals. Um, like I said at the top of the show, we've undersold past Thursday night games. And so I wanted to make a concerted effort not to undersell this game. That being said, I remember that Drew Stanton is now the starting quarterback in Arizona. And do I think he's a good quarterback? No. This is the game where Bechamel Johnson gets on the scene. Or sorry, Bechamel Thompson. Sorry. Bechamel, Bechamel Thompson is about to go crazy. Uh, yeah. Um, so Adrian Peterson's coming yeah. off like 159 yards on 37 carries. I don't think we see that again, but I think Arizona is going to try to do that again. Uh, this is the only game in our staff picks that everyone has the same game. Usually when I see that, I'm just like, screw it. I'll pick the other team uh, just for fun, but I can't do it here. Uh, I, I, like I've said, I've loved watching Russell Wilson for the past couple of weeks. The Cardinals defense has a lot of good skill players, but I don't think that 
they're going to be really hurt by Patrick Peterson shutting down one wide receiver. I think right. they would just kind of prefer that. They don't really have one guy that they go to, even though Doug Baldwin's great. And I, I love him. I think he's a talented player. But if you take him away, it doesn't shut down the offense. Does, does, uh, Pat, does Pat move across the field? Like, I mean, because I know because Doug Baldwin is unique in the or I mean, a unique number one, typically in the sense that he's primarily more of a slot receiver. And so they do move him around the formation and, and around the field. I don't remember if, if Patrick Peterson uh, covers or not. Yeah, I'm not charting every play, but for the most part, Peterson right. does match up against the one now. Since Seattle doesn't have a killer one, you may see something different. They may kind of deprioritize that and have a different game plan, but he does usually travel and you usually just don't hear from the person he's covering. So right. I think he will go ahead and lock down Baldwin. I mean, I'm not a defensive coordinator, but I think it would be. But I feel like that really makes sense. So just put your best corner on the best wide receiver and then figure out the rest with your other 10 guys. Yep. Uh, all right. Yeah. I, I mean, not the exact same thing. I have, I have a feeling that this is going to be a big Russell Wilson game. I think he's starting to, again, really take a big step forward into uh, the fantasy football elite. And he already has, I mean, he's currently what third in, in total scoring in fantasy football. So, I mean, you can't, can't really argue with that. Um, yeah. I've got Seahawks winning this game pretty easily. Uh, final score I have is 31 to 14. I think it's, I think the Cardinal, I think the Seahawks are going to be able to put up points and the Cardinals are not. Yeah, I like putting a score on it. I think I'm going to go something more like 2010 because it's a divisional game. Uh, at least in the past, I have looked at the Seattle-Arizona matchups, which are very different if Carson Palmer is playing. Excuse me, this Lone Star is... Uh, anyway. <laughs> Given the uh, belches. <laughs> right, yeah. So uh, I think it's going to be close just because I've predicted big scores from games like this and then they end up in like a 6-6 tie. Right, exactly. <laughs> So Arians seems to know Pete Carroll pretty well. Pete Carroll seems to know Arians well. Uh, I, I do think the Cardinals are committed to the run. They know that Drew Stanton is not the answer. So I think they can do enough to slow the game down and not get embarrassed. Uh, but it will be an interesting game. Uh, you know, Thursday yeah. night, go out, have some wings, watch the game. I think this is going to be a good one. Um, yeah, no, I, I think I think it will be good. Too. I'm, I'm predicting a high school. That was, because that was one less stat joke. By the way, this is just the Battle of the Birds. Just, <laughs> Go have some wings. Just, yeah. yeah, I had to make sure that someone. Knew. I like that. I like it. That was good. Well done. Uh, and I've also heard that a joke is always at its best when explained. So you, you yeah, it helps the joke by about you nailed 15%. it on every level. Uh, yeah, my only I was going to high score here because I've always under predicted these scores, and every time the I forget that the NFL like twenty five points is a pretty average. Uh, building point to start off so I, I just need to start adding 10 points to everything that i think is going to be the score yeah i am no good in vegas because i'm like 50 oh both these teams are gonna score 50 it's gonna be a but man <laughs> oh good well at least you guys are here to listen to our advice because you know that it is a plus as always, make sure to go to iTunes because you are listening to this podcast and you love it. You love all the tangents that we take. You love the fact that you get to listen to us talk about Evan Ingram for a while and other things like uh, what else did we talk about? Different food trends on Twitter. If you have your own dad joke, please tweet it to the podcast. Send We'd it love to us. hear it. Oh my God, we'd love to hear your dad jokes. Um, so subscribe to iTunes, rate, review, all of that jazz. Give us five stars because you love us. Um, like like Clark said, if you have a dad joke, tweet it at us, at RB1 Podcast. We'll be sure to give it all of the love and affection that it deserves. 
follow me on Twitter at Pete M. Rogers. If you want to follow Clark at NFL Clark. And for sadly, the last time, if you want to follow John, which you 100% should because he's a great follow, at jbarn54. Um, John, you will be missed. We will uh, happily have you on the podcast whenever you possibly can, uh, but we understand that life gets yeah, in the way. Yeah, and, and definitely follow John because he's still going to be writing for the site, and right. John puts out amazing work. So he's may not be with us, but he will be still with us. He is. He is. Will be writing. He does all of the uh, RB, uh, the running back rankings for FakeTeams.com. So make sure you're checking that out. Make sure you're visiting FakeTeams.com for all of the fantasy content that you could possibly be wanting, especially the fantasy football stuff. And we will be back at you next week, bringing you the Week Ten recap. And until then, we care about your fantasy football team. Have a good week. Good luck out there.